You are listening to the TF Cast, a Mankato-based arts and culture podcast where we hear stories of upcoming projects and get to know the people making things happen all across southern Minnesota. This podcast was recorded on May 12, 2021. Hello and welcome to another episode of the TF Cast. Today with us we have rapper, event coordinator, business owner, too many things to count, <laughs> Biggie Belts, uh give us something tell us about the album when's it coming all right we got the album coming out may 31st once again i am belts here with triple falls uh may 31st of 2021 lost not lonely will be hitting all streaming platforms cool cool and how long you been working on it what what's the what's the story about three years um three years of solidly writing uh working on uh various versions of this i've changed up many instrumentals i've performed this in different versions um and it wasn't really until covid hit where i was like all right i have nothing to do i need to buckle down and really get this project done yeah. because i've been talking about it forever even originally it was going to come out last year at this exact same time and i decided it was better off to let it go a little bit longer and let it uh kind of marinate and come back and restructure and recraft it so it's been over and over and over what were some of the changes that took place over time like when when you let it marinate what came through with the sauce oh man uh <laughs> definitely came to like actually the vocals like really harnessing in on my sounds and like caring about like at first it was just like any other album you want it to come out as quick as possible and you want it to be in front of your fans so like people get to hear it and have that substance mm. but i'm like instead of doing that like take my time take it take it to make sure it has sauce on it make sure it has that yeah. swagger like and confidence behind it mm. with uh you mentioned that the, the partly the pandemic inspired you to like really get back into it in a different way yep. was it helpful or was it chat was it challenging to give it that space with the pandemic going on honestly it was probably helpful um nice. because i already had i had at the time it was an eight song album um and it was like written and ready to go mm -hmm. um but i'm like man if i got all this extra time like i can really add a little bit more to it so i added four yeah. more songs to it oh nice. um really kind of it it just kind of circled everything together and pulled it in like to make it what i wanted it to be mm. yeah and um what your uh your recording process what's that like what do you what do you spend your time doing when you're working well um luckily it is in my basement um <laughs> so i got the basement studio thing going on um but i also went to chris parker shout out self Gory um here okay. in town and I uh, got to record one of the songs with him. And then I also went up to Minneapolis to record a song up there. Mm -hmm. And those were both two of the songs that I ended up adding in afterwards. Um, but being able to go downstairs and just, you know, do it by myself. Keep hitting uh, press, play, record until I go back and I like, you know, listen to it. And I feel good about it. Um, so it was literally, you know, you, you retake that uh, track hundred sometimes sometimes and mm -hmm. just to make sure i wanted you know the outcome of the sound to be right hmm. so what uh what's different about the album that might not have uh, been the same had you released it in under normal circumstances 
honestly just a lot more confidence behind everything. Yeah. It just, I confidently am putting out a record that I am so proud of. That's good. That's good. That's actually kind of like something that I've associated with your brand because it's always been like really choreographed stage shows. Like basically every time I've seen you on stage, like there's there's something going on. Like you, know, you see, there, there's like a level of choreography going yeah. on there. Like you can tell Theatrics. you put time into it. Like, do you feel like some of that came into the studio now, and you're like doing more on that end? Oh, absolutely. The theatrics behind even even for my album to go out and perform it now. Like there are pauses and parts where I know that I can take that extra time during the show to really make something extravagant happen. Um, so ex- that that's exactly part of it is the the adding that layer to the icing of the cake, just like putting the sprinkles on because it mm-hmm. it adds that little extra uh, little flair to everything. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, all the shows just I mean from the years at Red Rocks and 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 the Moon Fests and stuff like just such a cool experience um and with having the different crews at different times and and then different ways that they kind of play together it was really uh, pushing the envelope a little bit for like hip-hop in this area and kind of showing people how it could be done the the uh, the outfit changes are one of my favorite parts (laughs) i mean the most we've ever done in one single show was six outfit changes i don't even wow. have six outfits i mean oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no it was it was a hoot i mean halloween or buy fun shout out buy fun they were a sponsor for the last two moon fest they literally got us hooked up with all the different outfits oh, so like nice. we you know wrote the scripts to like how we want to change and how they fit with each song to how how are our outfits going to coordinate and actually tell a story because mm-hmm. um, that's always something we did too with like even our promotional videos was just like adding that extra like you know it was the space odyssey or whatever that we had going on so oh the mm-hmm. laser tag one i remember yeah yep the wow zone they let us uh let us we literally just had to buy some pizza so shout out those guys that was awesome hmm. you know yes. I saw there was one uh, with aliens too, and uh, yep. Well, that was at the Wild Zone. That was the same one. Yep. Okay. Yep. But uh, the year before that too was uh, we had a green screen thing going on. We were in like the Millennium Falcon, basically. Oh. And it was me and Ryan. We were riding around on our little spaceship, and (laughs) (laughs) that was fun, man. It it definitely also led me to uh, something that I got going on in the future is short films. I'm working on a guy with acting Mm. and things like that. And this is like what pushed that envelope to being like, nice. I enjoy this. Like, I like acting. All right. We're going to, I want to show the short show thing. And I definitely want to come back to that. Kay. But I want to talk a little bit more about, about like stage performances. What do you have coming up for the stage stuff? And like, what has it been like? Um, what has it been like organizing again? Cause it is like, like everything. I feel like right now is like the moment because like we're going full yeah, open everything. In, a, in a month, you know, like 100%. Yeah. Yep. It's like NASCAR driving. You hit that hit that runway and you got to go. Um, so we got the Belt Speed Day Jam coming up May 29th. It is at the Soda Blue Moon free because right now we just want people to come out and have a good time. Um, but so obviously the basketball theme's back. This year, due to COVID still being around, like we didn't want to do the basketball tournament yet. Um, so the tournament will hopefully return in the following year. 
Uh, cause we, so we did a charity basketball tournament with the B day jam. That was like a hand in hand thing that we were able to do, uh, able to donate money back to the reach center. Um, but then just pushing that forward, like just trying to set up shows and trying to keep the monthly hip hop show th- showcase going again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, uh, and hopefully, uh, we're, we're working towards a little late fall tour. So Got that on their way, but for right now, it's just the Belts B-Day Jam coming back and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I just had, a, I just had like the memory of last year we were going to do that at Miller yeah. Motors, and like it, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I like almost yep. entirely forgot about that. Yep. We were going to do a whole live show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll get there. Yeah, no, I, it's something that sure. that was the that was like the second big shutdown where it was like, oh, you can't, yep. you like literally can't be outside anymore. So, right. yeah, it, it's awesome to see like now, like you know, one year later, we're not just like getting together and having a good time again, but it's looking like it's going to be safe and cool, right. and like people are going to be happy. Uh, you said the bas like you're not doing a basketball tournament, but it's basketball themed. Oh yeah. Like, so, like, how do you get the theme? <laughs> like what? <laughs> You gotta have them little, you know. That it's kind of like a a first grader's birthday party. Like you need it, <laughs> you need it to like people walk in the door and they're like, wow, uh, like okay, I feel I, I feel kind of like I'm at a basketball court, you know. <laughs> just some mini hoops set around and like little things like that that are just fun and like, you know, uh, even into the performance. You know, we got a couple different theatrics, a couple different outfits, like everything planned and. Nice. Yep, been rehearsing quite a bit, so it felt so good to finally actually get to rehearse. Um, that's something we just started doing back down at my shop again, me and Ben. Uh, just setting up, running through things at a full speed, mm. because let me tell you, the COVID hit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to get back on the horse a little bit. Yep, exactly. Out of breath and the singing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Just, uh, and yeah, the, just opening up the vocals and getting everything to feel right. I mean, you can only do so much when you're practicing down in the studio in your rehearsal space in a basement, you know? It's definitely a different energy, you know? Oh, like yeah. on On stage energy versus like that kind of like dialed in studio thing is such a different feel. Night and day. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to be doing the album on, are you going to be? Yes. Yep. Like front to back? Is that the plan? Not entirely. Uh wanna leave a couple hidden gems just for actually when the album itself comes out. And I'm gonna do a couple throwbacks. I want to mix in some of the older stuff. Um, bring out a couple surprise guests and let let some of the old throwback things get to happen in there. So hmm. Yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of the stuff that, that I was saying before that I really enjoyed. Like like the, a lot of times you you'll listen to like rap and there's a lot of there's there's a lot of like featured artists and stuff like that. Then you go to the show and it's not there. And like it was it was pretty regular. You'd see modest and there'd be like five or six people handing off microphones. So Absolutely. it was just always fun to watch. <laughs> and fumbling them in between, like, hey, get it, get it. It's your verse. <laughs> That's part of it. Part of the show. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Makes um, for a good stage energy. It's just fun to watch happen. Oh. And like when you have the option to either do more or do less, I think it's kind of a Always go for more. Yeah. Go big or go home. Nope. I feel it. Uh, well, we, we kind of glanced over it, too, but I'm sure a lot of people want an update. Moonfest, um, you know. Moonfest 2025. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Put it in the calendar. 
Man, it's one of those things like the legacy lives so strong and the soda has been nothing but amazing to us the entire way. Hence why our first show back is back out at soda. Um, right now I know he's actually working on a little thing called Fritz Fest. He's going to do a little festival out there. Um, not, not nearly to the scale. I mean, he's just trying to get something to get, keep things going. Um, but long term, it's something that we've definitely talked about because I mean, it's the people, it's, it's what we're doing. It's the fun behind it. Like getting to create a festival though. I mean, that was literally you got from, I would say the month after it until about December and then January 1st hits and it's like, okay, we need to be going, we need to get our recordings done. We need to have our entire lineup booked. Like it was so much. So my one year off so far has been all right. I'm not gonna lie <laughs> about it. We we were we've discussed like festivals and like you know yeah. we kind of like creep on other people's productions and like the the amount of work that has oh. to go on a moon fest is just absolutely staggering. If, yes, I mean you are out there, you're out there that entire week of every single day. Like, what can I get done? And also with us, like the venue was in the middle of the street. So when it was shut down, like it could only be shut down for that weekend. That's mm-hmm. all the city would allow you to do. And I get it. Cause it's like a regular you use road. So that morning you're running around staking in posts and, and making sure that the canopy is overhead and the sound guy comes out at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning to make sure that's going. Mm-hmm. And, and then you try to do them like extra things too, like setting up like inflatables or Christmas lights and trees and all this stuff. And then you realize you don't got an extension cord for it or something like that. And it's, yeah. and then of, you got to get ready to get on stage. And, <laughs> Cause you're and at the here. end of the day, yes, we yeah. would always have to get on stage and it's crazy because by the time that finally comes, you're like. I could care less. I don't even need to go up there. Like I could just go to bed right now and call it a day. But the second you walked out onto that stage after all day of running and checking on things and everything like that, like there was such a moment of like serene happiness that like, I don't know if I'll ever experience again. Like it, it truthfully was such a high of like, this is our festival. This is us. This is what we did. So that that's why like eventually I do want it to come back, but like taking a little time away to work on my album, work on myself, like the shop, it's all been important. Miller Motors, big time shout out. I hundred percent home of the taters. <laughs> <laughs> Is that official? No, but so <laughs> so really funny quick story. Um my the script was written back in the like sixties, fifties, something like that. And it was written in a cursive font. So if you actually read our banner on when you walk into the shop, it looks like it says Miller Maters. And so I've just always been like, Miller Maters, home of the taters. Like, <laughs> just one of those things. If you had fries in the lobby. Oh. Or tots. Yeah, no. Really any, any potato. You heard it here first. Oil change and some tater tots. Now we're talking. That would be something else. <laughs> I don't know how... Uh, how like OSHA would deal with that though? And those are some regulations <laughs> I'd really have to be tiptoeing around. Yeah, probably. got my air fryer underneath the desk that I'm like hiding from everybody. <laughs> I, just pets. like a little commercial mechanic hand going on the tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Hey, everyone's gotta eat. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. 
for what, sure. What's it like running a running a shop like that? <sighs> Chaos. But yeah. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, owning a tire shop. I mean, I was only 19 years old when I first took it over. Um, so I was oh. very young. And my dad's been a silent partner the whole way through. So he literally just kind of like decided, like, yes, we're going to go in on a partnership. Now run it. And so the mistakes and the learning curve have just been tremendous the whole way through. But I think that's like what pushed me to be such like a strong, independent business person, like such an outgoing person, because I had to. I had no other option like to make things work and do what I do. It's go all the time. Like time for slow down is right at bed and then wake up and do it again. Mm -hmm. And you said this has been your busiest year yet. It has. That's uh, that's you. You think that that's related to people just getting back out again, or just finally getting to get in their car and, I mean, going for a drive was kind of like the highlight of what you could do for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so people just escaping and getting to take out on drive, and also having that a little bit extra money from like not going out and doing mm. things. Like, well, maybe <laughs> I should fix that car that I've been waiting four and a half years to fix. Like. Yeah, that, tires that, could use replacing. That stimmy check did look a little bit like a bill for a set of new tires. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you are not alone. There is so many people that were like, well, I can finally fix my brakes. They've only been pushing down to the floor for the last year. Yeah. Cool. Yikes. Yep. <laughs> so. Well, that's what's up. Yeah. It's been good. Hmm. So what? what's the... I was going to ask about the connection between the tire shop. How's the how's working with the tire shop helped the the rap career? Is it a good combo? It's and, a weird combo. Yeah. You know, because like I myself like pride myself on being a really good boss for my employees and stuff, mm-hmm. and then like being like, hey, I got to take off this Friday to go to the show, or I got to you know leave <laughs> Thursday night and go off to the show. Yeah. It's super hard, but like I have such a good staff that like it makes it really easy to flow with. Mm. Um, And it's super funny too. Like I have a lot of customers that know I'm a rapper. And so like, they always be like, spit me some bars or this and that. And it's like this old 60 year old guy. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like that's not happening today. You got, you got to have a a PA just drop down. Comes down from the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. You should just have a ridiculously expensive option for that. You know Uh, what I mean? Like, yeah, you want entertainment during your, your, during your your rotation. Like (laughs) a thousand dollars extra. We will, we'll make it happen. (laughs) One thing, uh, one thing I've always wanted to do and something I sure, sure certainly will is, uh, doing a commercial where I rap in it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just because it's like something that's easy enough. It's like got to be 30 seconds, something at max. And it can be fun. You know, it can go on to the radio or it can go on to YouTube or something like that. Yeah. It's just different. Like I've written it a couple times. And every time I'm like thinking about actually like putting it out to my old. Because a lot of my customers, I mean, Miller Motors has been a thing since 1927. Hmm. So a lot of my customers are really old. Hmm. They get this hip hop commercial and they're going to be like, not going back. I'm not, I'm not doing that, it. That place changed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe they don't know any better, though. Maybe it's they're true. just such creatures of habits. They need to learn. Yeah. We'll awaken them. And they will. That's true. Um, yeah, I was going to say, are there any old jingles? Are there any old Miller Motor commercials that have aired? I mean, way back, yeah. 
Like I, I found this, uh, it was a 19, like fifties commercial that was from way back and it was, it was neat, but it's not contemporary to the times or anything like that. Uh, it's not like a sampleable jingle. No, no, not something I could work with and make happen. <laughs> no. I kind of want to, I kind of want to know a little bit about this video stuff you were talking about earlier too. The music videos or? No, you were, you were saying that you were getting into some acting. I may have some music videos coming. I mean, we can talk about that first too, but like, I'm just generally, like anytime I hear the word video, I'm like, yes. perk up. Um, so short films, uh, shout out to my director, of uh, the last couple music videos, Josh, Josh, Joshua Lee, J33 Media. Um, his big passion is like shooting videos, but he like, he personally wants to get into like short films or like taking something mm. to Sundance and like really making something. And, Dude is a phenomenal dude to work with. Um, and so we just, we we had this idea um, where we we're each going to write a short film and then like compare and go back and forth. Um, and so it just, it, it, it sparked this, you know, relationship where we're like trying to up each other and make it better. <laughs> and, you know, um, and he doesn't, he never, he likes being behind the camera. And myself, like, I love being in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we just, it's a work in progress right now. We're finishing up writing the script and we're going to be starting to shoot this summer here. And it, uh, hopefully is going to be a really fun thing to look forward to. What are we in for? Is it, is this more space aliens or we got a drama? Oh, no, it's, uh, it's going to be some real deep shit. Oh, it's going to be really depthful and like, um, the story's pretty sad, actually. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tragedy, but it's gonna be also something that resonates with a lot of people. Like I've always been, I've mental health is like a big topic for me that I've always loved pushing. That's why we do a lot of charity work and like we've done a lot of things for like my first single was about mental health, and so that's more or less what this the short film's gonna be about. Mm -hmm. um, it's just trying to help people and get through some stuff and. Um, so it's got it's got a lot of downs, but I mean it's it's one of those that'll leave you in tears, but in a very happy, positive way. Mm. So, well, now I'm even more excited. Yeah, it should it should be super super fun. That's cool. Has yeah. it been fun uh, getting? What's it What's it looking like now? Are you shooting or just right now? We're finishing planning? the script. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because he he is the one guy that this has been probably one of my favorite reasons to work with him is like he has to have a script like yeah. it is we write it ahead of time like even music videos no guts though no guts was pretty on the whim because the day we planned to shoot like we had this plan for mount cato and like all these different things well then a blizzard hit mm. and we're like oh okay well i got all these people meeting at mount cato so like what do we do now and mm. so that was just completely like on a whim flipping through um and there's nothing wrong with that because like on a whim sometimes you get your best acting and your best feels out of it mm -hmm. but he he likes to have that script and likes to have things ready so right on well that's cool have you written many scripts before for i guess maybe like no no, no. Uh, that's well exciting. 
I mean, the last Moonfest video, the promo video we did, yeah. that was pretty scripted. Like, we knew we were going to the WoW Zone, and, like, we knew, like, the idea of what we were going to have happen, and, like, shooting a scene a couple times to, like, make sure it was right. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing where it was, like, coordinated shots. Like, mm. this needs to happen this way. The actress needs to say this. The actor needs to say this. Like, yeah. Um, and it's just uh, the the crew for this is very very small, so it's nothing too in depthful. Um, so that way, it's a lot easier for us to work with on such. You know, we're on a small budget. We're mm-hmm. some kids from Mankato doing doing our best thing that we can to make something bigger. So yeah, what's the what's the name of the, the person again? We'll we'll uh, check it out and plug him. Yeah, uh, Joshua Lee J thirty three. Look him up. Yep. What about the music videos? You you said you said it was this or the music videos. Like we got options. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, right now for the album, I am sitting on four four music videos, and <coughs> we are also planning to shoot a couple more too. So I got different releases that are coming up. Ooh, something in my throat there. You want some water? I'll grab I'm one. gonna grab some water. Yeah, yeah we can take it. Hold tight. Take a quick pause on that. Oh, I get it off your camera angle. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All good. The cards are good. That hit real deep. <laughs> that is a cup. Yep, perfect. Yeah. I'm sleepy a little bit. I didn't sleep very well. It's like sleep. Right. <laughs> it's like that perfect sleep. <laughs> Thank you so much. The... You good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <sighs> awesome. Cat that bug in the throat. <laughs> So just start back up at the music video thing. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's life. <laughs> oh, too funny. Are we still rolling? What can I just? Yeah, we're go? still rolling. All right, water break is over, and we're back Ooh. to the music videos. Doing good. Yeah, so um, like I said, I've got four four videos that are already shot and done, um, and already two more plans. So I'm trying to – consistent with content is what today's age just needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are so quick to – it's that squirrel brain running through ADHD. And – so they just need consistent content. So that's like one thing. Also, too, that with the preparation of this album and taking that extra year, like I was able to stack up more content than I could have possibly imagined to making sure it was the proper release and proper everything to go. Yeah, that's awesome. And what when you do these these music videos, are you uh, are you a director? Are you hiring a director? Like, what what's your vision like for a music video? Most of the time. It's it's the guy shooting the video. I come with the idea. I like having my idea ready and everything kind of focused on like what the momentum forward's gonna be. Um, for instance, like the themes and things like that. Like I really like having a script ready to go with that. 
Um, but at the same point, like the director, I really like when they're like, oh, no, we should shoot it this way or we should take a shot that way or make something this um, just because it flows a lot better, too. Mm-hmm. So kind of yeah, a collaborative like, effort then. Their yeah, creative absolutely. energy makes it in. Absolutely. And and having that having multiple people working together on the same scale is like what truly makes a dream piece happen. So mm. you have any uh, coming forward that you're really excited about? Absolutely. Uh within the next two weeks here, right before the uh the actual uh album comes out, I'm gonna drop one more single with a video. And it's probably like the most nice. hype song of the whole album. And so I think it's just like a perfect single. Like it'll be a nice summer vibe and everything like that. I also got one that with uh, Sebastian Gilbertson, Sebastian Gilbertson, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks Media, shout out him. Uh, we shot down in Miami. We got to shoot it on a beach. Oh, nice. Having Miami vibes. Um, it, just a fun one. So, That's cool. You know, when did you shoot that? uh two months ago nice yeah cool. i i saw some i saw some like instagram stories <laughs> <laughs> the bush jumping yeah the, i saw the bush, the bush jumping. jumping there you go sea bass you got your shout out now <laughs> uh, if you want to check that out it's on my tiktok i have like four videos on there i think three of them are sea bass doing stupid shit so yeah, he was in a bush. It's pretty dramatic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's seen it coming either. They're like, should he go? Should he go? Yeah, I'll go. And he just runs and jumps in the... Yeah, it's great. Check it out. Yeah, he was in the bush for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that's neat. What's uh, what's the music... What what do you think about with, with music and a video going together? Like, what does uh, the video need to add for it to be a compelling combination what's a good mix well i really think a lot of the music videos and things that like happen in today's market um people want visuals like sure they're you know if it's like a really good song they're going to add to their playlist and bump it in their car and like play it like that um but people really care about relating something relatable Mm. content like what does this mean to them and sometimes one of the craziest things is like People, uh, people have like listened to a song for you know three, four months, and then you get a music video for it, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, that's what it's about!" Like, I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah that's I, I've had my vibe changed. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I've had it go both ways too. Where I was like, I saw the, I was like, "No, oh, right." <laughs> this song is this song is no longer on my playlist, or yeah. like something like that. Yeah, Next. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> or the other thing where you're like. Okay, okay, now this song is way cooler. Now it all makes sense, yeah. and now it's fun. Like, yeah. yep. That's interesting. Um, so just just adding some some sort of a fun visual element that kind of furthers the story. Yeah, it's important. Yep. Is it, are a yeah. lot of your are a lot of your songs in general telling a story or like trying to like convey a mood? Absolutely. Uh so. Kind of jumping into the Lost Not Lonely topic, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost Not Lonely comes from a state of mind. Um, with fighting depression and fighting anxiety my entire life, uh, I've always felt kind of lost in situations. But like you guys said from the beginning, like I am a very prominent person for being out and like talking to all sorts of people and going out and doing things. Like So I've never been lonely. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. never been an issue like that. It's just like 
the stress and the weight of things in my life are like one of the hardest parts. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people would be surprised to even hear you say that. Like, like imagining like someone like you who is like off and on stage or like you know being in the center of a situation, being like, oh, I have anxiety. You know, right? And honestly, I mean, the pre-show jitters every time we're real. They are so so intense because you want to put on your best show. You want to do what's best for the crowd and make that mood happen. Mm-hmm. But it in in your head, like you battle this the whole way through. So hmm. one day at a time. Mm-hmm. What's a what's a thing you might recommend for someone who's who's new to <clears throat> rapping, new to performing? I think that the position you've developed over the last couple of years with your label um, and and putting on shows, like it gives you really kind of a unique perspective when it comes to the experience of of, uh, a small medium artist kind of trying to come up in a space like this. Yeah. Um, Have fun with it. Don't be scared to try Mm. things. Like trying random shit that you think everyone's going to be like, what? That's what captures people. 90% of the time, they want to see you having fun and want to see you out there doing something crazy. So not being afraid to do that kind of thing. like, And that that's one of those things with the anxiety, like breaking down that barrier, breaking down that wall. Like You got to keep doing it over and over and over. Mm. Yeah, totally. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people might not entirely expect like the number of things. Like when we, when we introduced you, it's like, well, you know, the man goes with no introduction because you do a thousand different things. <laughs> like, you know, someone might know you as the tire guy, the rapper, the person who's, you know, arranging the good time. Right. Yeah, um, and that's just it. Like, never box yourself in a corner. Like, mm. being being a small independent artist, like, even myself, like, I'm still at that level. Like, I'm trying to work my way up. Like, mm-hmm. the ladder is infinite for how high you can go in this industry. Mm-hmm. And so making sure that, like, you just always keep pushing and pushing further, like, you just got to go. Like, you you can't stop with any which way. And so when you see yourself like getting up or like coming into that limelight a little bit and like getting that little buzz, like sure it's great and everything else like that, but that doesn't like, don't become cocky about it. Don't become like, Oh, I'm better than everyone else in my city. Like, no, you are learning the entire way through. Like I can't stress enough how much I still look up to all of the artists in my city and the state and, you know, nationwide, because, like, you got to be able to w- take those facts and, like, take those things to, like, mm. keep pushing yourself up. I hear I hear this. That's, like, a consistent thing I hear from musicians, too, where, like, you ask them who they appreciate or who they look up to. And oftentimes, like, they'll name some huge artist and then they'll name the guy who's, like, over there. Right. And, like... It is. It's like you you look up to the musicians around you and like you see the things they're working on and what they do. And it's just it, it is inspiring. And, you know, like the number of eyes on you isn't always a healthy metric for success. No, no. Because like I I went to every open mic at Red Rocks. Uh, I, mean, I was a little bit forced, but <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it was a good time. But I loved it. Absolutely. And you 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 would see some people who were like, you know, you look at like a guy who's been there forever, like Charlie Crow. That's a good example. Yeah. Like that dude has been playing music his entire life. Yep. And like great guitarist. That 
he cared about his performance. Yep. And like, I don't think he, he like, like, you know, he would do something nearly different every week or, you know, yeah. something along those lines. Yep. And like seeing someone like truly invested in a stage, like regardless of the size or who's listening, like that dude did that shit because it made him happy. Right. You know what I mean? And like that is inspiring to me. Absolutely. Like in a big way because music helps me in that way. Absolutely. Music is what literally my biggest source of happiness. Like, mm-hmm. and that that's where it comes down to. Like you were saying, like him being with shows and him putting those things on, like it's a consistent basis of like you want it because like that is your source. That is what like brings that joy. And I think that's one of the most positive things to think of it too is like, like you were saying, Red Rocks, open mic night. Mm-hmm. You'd see such a consistency with like people that would come back every single week over and over and over and it's because the, it wasn't because it was a practice it wasn't because it was just something fun to do it was because like truly it made people happy mm-hmm. well there, actually there's there's something that i noticed in a lot of artists too because when you see someone perform a good number of times and there were a lot of people who did workshop their stuff there and i thought this was very interesting to see like a song where they change they like you know, put a word or two in a different order. And yep. like when you see someone do it, you know, 30 times yep. and then they change something and you can tell that they think it's better. Yep. Like I, I really admire that. Like I admire seeing the songwriting process. Absolutely. And that, that's really, that's a really cool thing to see. I don't think you get to see that in a whole lot of other environments than like outside of an open mic. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Cause it's not always, it's not always like the best performance, but right. there's something it's not like, a concert. Yeah, it's like a musical conversation, and it's mostly musicians there. Yep. So it's just it's like a really neat environment. It is, and and that's one of the coolest things too is other musicians will sit down and talk to you about their set or your set, and like give you guidance and like be like, hey man, the way you did that tonight was just phenomenal, and yeah. that's that that was a big thing is like learning my craft. Like the reason this album took three years was because. The, I would. I would a lot of times go down to Red Rocks open mic night, practice this song down there. Like, eh, crowd wasn't really feeling it. I'm gonna go back to the drawing board. Mm. And but reworking it and like finding that happy balance between everything, like it was such a blessing the whole way through. Mm. So hopefully we get something like that back real soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be another one pop up. I'm sure there already is one, and I just don't know everything. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about uh, just to like maybe kind of like start to the beginning of like when when was the first time you attempted to create music or rap? I don't know if you're 2011, 2011. Well, actually, back in like high school, I was I would always like write raps to like instrumentals of like my Dougie and like all these other things like these (laughs) poppy, you know, upcoming little rap singles and stuff like that. And I would have a couple of buddies and we'd always get together and write. And like, <laughs> it, it was never like an actual concept though at the time where I was like, I'm going to become a rapper. Like I'm going to make something out of this. I just, I enjoyed it and had fun with it. And then, uh, 2011 was when I met, uh, Robert Regan. And this was over at my cousin's house. My cousin like coached him in hockey. So it was like this weird, like the universe swung us all together. And, um, he was, uh, we instantly hit it off. He's like, yeah, I kind of like rap a little bit too. And we'd just be freestyling down in the basement. 
Well, my cousin, that coach, was also friends with Robert Kobe, or still is. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm going to talk to him and try to get you guys on a show. And we thought we were just ready. Like, dead set. <laughs> like, I'm so, like, we're hip-hop. We got this. And I think we ended up doing three songs that night from our original list of, like, six songs because, like, we fudged them up so many times during the set. I remember at one point, and I, I kid you not, I had 10 seconds where I completely froze four on stage. I, I'm up there in my Doc Martensons, blue jeans, headband on, Affliction t-shirt, thinking I'm just awesome. And it was like, couldn't remember the lyrics, and I just sat there and looked at the crowd. And then my buddy just starts free Rob starts freestyling. And that like in that moment, like everyone kind of thought it was like part of the show. Yeah. So like that's where I learned pauses can be a good thing if they're done right. <laughs> that moment was just a nope, I forgot everything. I just want to go home. Like I don't like <laughs> this. I never thought I was gonna like rap again at happened. that point. I honestly did. I like I think it was like at least three months before we were willing to book another show. Cause I was like, mm. man, I'm not, but that was it. That was the moment where I was like, I'm going to keep bettering myself on the stage until mm. like my force, when I step up there is just impossible to, well, I mean, not impossible, but it is my best self yeah. that I can possibly put out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just kept, you know, it was one of those, like either you're quitting and it was a good run for them a couple years or get a lot better at it and practice and harness your skill. Um, so that's when Big and Nasty actually kind of formed into the group. That was my first ever rap group, Big and Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like we should have just went with Rob and Big, you know. Shouts out shouts out the Fantasy Factory, Rob Dyrick, Big Black, all those guys. Mm. That was the vibe. Um, but uh, we just had fun. I mean, we were just, you know. Two two old stoner kids chilling in the basement trying to write raps. What what did, what did ID say that day? Oh man, probably wished he didn't put us on that show. <laughs> <laughs> no man, he came up and he and he did. He gave us props for getting up there and doing our thing and and the empowerment that was behind there. Like this was my first show, and I think there was like three hundred some people there. Ooh. Granted. Ugh. Oh, yeah, way more than I need. And then you go to a show nowadays, and you can lucky if you hit 50. Like, I wish I could have reversed that a little bit, but I, I look out in the crowd, and first off, I'm swearing in my raps. I'm talking about smoking weed, and I look over. There's my mom, my dad, shouts out both of you, my nieces, my nephews, my grandma, all in this little pocket over here, and then there's like, all the homies that are our age that actually are like, oh, this is cool. One of the funniest parts about that entire show is we had this song we had written, and it was called Chevy's Bitches and Bucks. And it was like a redneck redneck anthem, right? And my dad thought we said bugs, Chevy's Bitches and Bugs. And so like he's shouting, he's like, Chevy's Bitches and Bugs, you say. <laughs> and, and he like comes up afterwards and he's like, that song about them bugs was so cool. And we're like, what? What, <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. You live and you earn. Yeah, no, I bet that one went off in New Alm, too. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In New Alm, that was, we had a theme song going. 
get out your pickup truck and go riding around in your Chevy. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was there. You had the boulevard just... Yep, hitting Broadway. And forth. Yep. I grew up Good there, old too. Days. Oh, yeah. Good old days, man. <laughs> oh, man. What? Okay, well, I know there's one... Oh, the clothing, the clothing. line. The clothing line. Yes. I, I, I want to know. BDE crew, what BD does it mean? BDE crew, big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't want that to come off in the wrong way. Um, it is literally a lifestyle about, like being there for people, like bettering your life, like mm. taking that high energy and pushing it consistently out into the world. Like big dick energy is like some, cause females are going to be like, Oh, I got that big dick energy. Like it's meant to be like a very positive thing. Like I want people to feel empowered when they're wearing it. Like mm. it's going to be very exclusive. Um, for the most part, like we're not planning to create social medias for it. It's all by word of mouth with the sales. Um, we have a total of six different designs right now. We're going to be dropping in our first quarter here when we start, start it off. Um, and it's just something fun. Like it literally came from us going down to Miami is when it actually started. We were like, we're the BDE crew. We made up these shirts super quick the week before. <laughs> and we took them down there. And all sorts of people were like, the BDE crew, like, where can I get one? And we're like, be part of the crew. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how can I join that? Like, and it's just every single person we've told about it was like, okay, I want a shirt. Like, <laughs> how can I get one? And so I think that's where it'll be like more fun to do like the word of mouth to begin with. And like, mm -hmm. you know, just like hit up the homies, like get them, you know, the shirts off. Um, and we actually had already before we've even launched the line like a big order come through from somebody that we know hmm. down out of state they're like i want 50 shirts right off the first print <laughs> that's cool and so yeah it's one of those fun things yeah. like completely random but like it's i want to promote like i've always been trying to promote like a positive lifestyle and i think with the bd energy or big dick energy like it's just something people will be like yeah I feel damn good wearing this. Oh yeah. So, welcome to the BDE crew, all of you. Right on. Hell yeah. Where can? Oh well, they can't they find can't. it. They have nothing. To. Find it. Nothing. You have to find I'll it. Have, I'll have like I'll Search. post to begin with. Um, you know things on my Facebook, but like I don't want to create like a Instagram separate for it and mm. a separate Facebook. At least not right away. I've just I currently have. There's eight social media pages that I run. Yeah. And it's exhausting, like trying to remember mm -hmm. to post on anything in between. And so I would just rather like at this point in my life, like I'm like, if the people want to find me for it, great. Yeah. Like other than that, I'm cool without it. That's a BDE move, right? Yeah. There. Like, <laughs> like, I don't need you want to go, it. Come get it, right? Like I don't need to go out of my way for it. Like, and it's not trying to be like, oh, we're that great. It's just like, no, yeah. I've worked so damn hard in my life. Like I'm good. Uh, I feel that so. this one can get mailed in a little. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, for let, let's recap the sh upcoming shows and uh release yeah real quick so may 29th way. may 29th we got the belts b-day jam because soda minnesota goes from 8 to 12 or 7 if you want to get there early we're going to be jamming hanging out having a good time 
Bars are open until 2 now, so be careful. Drink a couple waters in between. Make sure to tip your bartenders, all the good stuff. And it's free. So make sure to spend that, you know, normal $5 cover charge on tipping your bartenders because that's important. Um, Other than that, the album will be coming out on May 31st, which is actually my birthday. Kind of the reason I did it. Anyway, everyone that posts me happy birthday, getting that album link. (laughs) Gonna drop it on him. Oh, <laughs> that is that is a threat. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, and now all of a sudden, nobody wished me happy birthday this year. It's weird, it's weird. Um, but it's called "The Lost Not Lonely." Twelve different songs. I have a ton of different dope features on there from all sorts of cool artists, um, people that have came into my life over the years. Uh, one of my actually kind of most random ones on there is Drew. He is one that I met at the open mic night. And literally, they just listening to him out in the crowd, it was like one of those things like, I really want to work with you. Um, I got uh, Brandon Pulfus on there, who's now mm. part of the Fair Play Entertainment. Shout out those guys. They're doing really awesome things up in Minneapolis. Um, Colin Scharf of Goodnight Gold Dust, a.k.a. Nice. The Gold Cat. He's okay. the Gold Cat features on there. Man, so... It actually came with him working with me on uh, on editing or engineering some songs for me. And he's like, you know, if I could I add a little bit in here? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Like, we get to work together on this? And, man, it took them songs just from here to, like, that next level. And that's, like, something that having the extra time, like, really was able to push things forward. I got two old modest features on there, Beerte and Nigel T., uh, that one is engineered and produced by Nigel T. Um, I got Exquisite, who is T Lie's little kid or little brother. I don't know. Do you guys know who T Lie is? Unfamiliar. He used to be part of the Homegrown Entertainment that used to be here in Mankato. Uh, was one of their absolute dopest rappers, and his little brother has that same exact flow. Like just hmm. awesome to see to see the footsteps keep following there. Um, and then uh, the whole thing is produced by, well, one song is produced by Self Mangori, Chris Parker. The rest of it is by Pilgrim. And then the entire rest of the album is engineered by Ryan Rutches, my brother. So much That's love, cool. man. I got getting to rework with everyone. And, you know, even though, like, the label ain't here no more, like, it is still so powerful to see everything going forward. And like having that bond and that everything, you know, the sunshine we built still shining bright. That's cool. special. So, well, we're we're excited for it, and I know a bunch of other people. I appreciate people you guys too. for having me on here today, man. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah thank you for joining too. us. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. You can find show notes for this and every episode at triplefalls.org. dot <laughs>